Hi, it's Drew. Today, a Christmas hit written by a Canadian band for a big budget Christmas movie starring a Canadian actor. It's the story of Green Christmas by the Bare Naked Ladies. And for this story, we hook up with the guitarist, lead singer, and songwriter for the band, Ed Robertson. Behind the Christmas Hits with Drew Savage. It's very good to be here. Thank you. Uh, so we're talking Green Christmas, uh, which uh, originally recorded for the Jim Carrey movie, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. And I mean, to get a call to do a song for a Jim Carrey movie, that's still a big deal. But in 1999, that was that was massive. How did that... Uh, how did you guys get approached? How did that uh, come about? Well, uh, of course, I'm a huge Jim Carrey fan, but even bigger for me was a Ron Howard movie. Uh, you know, that that was the big deal for me. Okay. I knew yeah. Ron was a fan, so I'm assuming that's how it came about. He had been to see the band a few times and, and brought his kids. And uh, I think I probably agreed to it just as a way to get via Ron to his brother, Clint Howard, uh, of whom I was a massive fan. Okay, not the direction I thought the story would go in at all. But so when a director approaches you <laughs> about, hey, do a song for my movie, is there much one-on-one with Ron Howard? Is there any communication there at all? Yeah, there was a little bit of communication. Yeah. They initially had us writing the song for a particular scene in the movie, actually, that uh, my family still quotes all the time. It's uh, just before the Grinch tries shaving and he's fallen in love uh, with Martha. And he says, oh, Martha, oh, Christmas. He's enamored with the whole idea, you see, before things go sour. When you watch the animated version, do you picture your song in the original Boris Karloff uh, animated version at all? Oh, how I wish. <laughs> uh, but that that version is kind of perfect. Like, yeah. is it a half hour? I think, they, they, you know, think probably commercials out, it's probably 23 minutes or something. Pretty, it's pretty It's kind of perfect. It's pretty perfect. But I think yeah. Ron Howard found a way to make it two hours and 15 minutes because that's what Ron Howard does. Fleshes <laughs> out the story and, and makes it magic. So what are your memories of actually hey, writing He found this a way to put my song in it so i love him for it absolutely uh what are your memories of actually (laughs) writing the song you said it was originally for a specific scene my memories of writing it were thinking about more modern christmas songs and holiday songs as as opposed to carols and choral music Uh, i was thinking about blue christmas i was thinking of i'm dreaming of a white christmas and uh you know, Green Christmas really struck me because in in Canada, we think of a green Christmas as just not having snowed yet. But I started to think about the idea of green as a representation of envy. And it was kind of a light bulb moment for me of like, oh, a green Christmas can just be about like all the things you wish you had and all the things uh, you loathe about the season. I was kind of getting into the Grinchy mindset, as it yeah. were. You know, as I lit upon that idea, I knew I was on to something. When you guys, when it came time to record the song, did you guys go all Mariah Carey, Christmas trees, tinsel, uh, sub-zero temperatures in the studio? We're already half Mariah Carey, so it doesn't <laughs> take us long to go all Mariah Carey. Um, uh, truth is, we were in the middle of recording Maroon, so uh, we were already in the studio working with Don Was and Jim Scott, you know, kind of firing on all cylinders. And it was just 
another day in the studio, we said, guys, we got to do this holiday song. Can we do it here? I remember uh, Don Was was like, yeah, sure. But um, I need to talk to my lawyer because now separate from our record, right. he was producing a track for Universal Studios, right? And I remember there was a lot of back and forth, a lot of back and forth, and Don was pushing for a very high fee. And I was concerned. I was like, I don't want this to go sour because it's one day of work. And, uh, you know, I just want to get it done. I want to make right. everyone happy. Get and Don's like really pushing, negotiating for a fee. And I remember he said, Universal Pictures is not a charity organization. <laughs> <laughs> And so he was like, if they want a track produced by Don Was, they're going to have to pay. <laughs> That's fantastic. Uh, it was a great moment. Yeah, absolutely. Universal Studio. It's, it's got Rodden Howard money behind it. You'd think you can pay Don Was. Well, exactly. And yeah. I, think, I think the way it ended up is Don Was made about three times as much money as Bare Naked Ladies made oh on that gosh. session. Oh, my gosh. It was that was your Christmas gift to the world is is, is working yeah. cut rate so Don could get his yeah yeah exactly oh and I don't begrudge him that at all he's he's worth it business is business uh, you guys have re-recorded it a couple of times what motivates an artist or a band to re-record or tinker a little bit with a with a song they've already recorded before you know this version was for the grinch soundtrack and you know owned by universal and it was quite slick it was quite a production number and when we went to do our own holiday record we wanted to do a much more stripped down rough raw version of it i i actually really like both versions and you know, I may record it again, Drew. <laughs> okay, good. It gets better every time. <laughs> I, I, I want to talk about the, uh, the the Bare Naked for the Holidays album uh, because you guys did a cover of Do They Know It's Christmas. And yeah. uh, I've looked, aside from other iterations of Band-Aid, of all the Christmas songs, that's not one that is commonly covered. It's so, true. Yeah. Yeah, so you're, the, the choice behind it, because it seems like, especially for guys our age, that seems like such an automatic to go to, yet very few people have done like just solo versions of that song. Yeah, I think, you know, for us, it was so iconic. It's, it was a massive hit every holiday season. So for us, it lived in the world of popular music as much as it was a charity song for a famine relief you know so we wanted to do it because we loved the song and the video is hilarious and all of the artists collaborating together yeah. there's a charm to it you know we looked into you know can we do this can we record this version and have the money that we raise from it go to the same effort once we realized we could do that it seemed like a no-brainer to cover it it's a great cool. song it you is know, that, great, that's yeah. the bottom line that's that's my youth is uh is that song you know being 13 14 years old and that's on the radio like every 10 minutes uh well yeah and we, yeah we had spent years you know playing these kind of big radio festival christmas party kind of things we would always do that song and we'd grab a bunch of people from other bands we'd grab 
Darius from Hootie and the Blowfish and we grab Ryan from Guster and Sarah McLaughlin and just bring them out all on stage and just give them lines because everybody knows the song. And every time everybody wants to be Bono. I was just going to say, who is Bono? That would have been been the big struggle. Who gets the Bono part? Everybody wants to be Bono. Did Darius get to be Bono? Who is Bono? You should have been Bono. Yeah, I should have been Bono. Even Bono says I should have been Bono. (laughs) All the best to you, Ed. Uh, Looking forward to hearing some new Bare Naked Ladies music soon, I hope. Yeah, it's uh, we just mastered it, and uh, hopefully we'll have it to you early in the new year. We'll see. Looking forward to it. Thanks for joining us. Ed Robertson, Bare Naked Ladies, behind the Christmas hits. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Still more stories and videos ahead, so please subscribe for more Behind the Christmas Hits. It'll make your heart grow three sizes today. We'll be back on Monday with the song publishers initially rejected because who can make money on a song that's only going to be popular one day a year? It's Nat King Cole's The Christmas Song. We'll see you then.